0: Hello and welcome to the Talking Food with Bid Food podcast. I'm Joe Glis and this is the second of our two-part episode on the journey to net zero. In part one, we had Julie Oust, our Head of Sustainability and Change. She was talking about the huge amount of work she's done to support customers and build our environmental, social and governance policy. For this part, we'll be joined by Anne Simonet, who is the Head of Sustainability and Compliance at Foodbuy. Together with Compass, they do a huge amount to support their clients with their journeys to hit targets and reduce their emissions. So without any further delay, let's bring Anne onto the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Anne.
1: Thank you very much. Very happy to be here.
0: It's great to have you. So before we talk about the topic for the episode, please can you introduce yourself and provide a bit of a background on your experience in sustainability?
1: Sure. So um, I'm Anne Simone, currently... Head of uh, Sustainability and Compliance at uh, Foodbuy, which is part of the Compass Group, the the procurement side of uh, Compass. And previously to this role, which I've been holding for just over a year now, I was uh, Head of Food. So a very, I'd like to think (laughs) fairly good understanding of the procurement side and the the purchasing side, and and ultimately uh, how to work with supplier on achieving net zero.
0: That's great. So on the subject for today, where we're looking at the journey to net zero. So why do you think that businesses should be focused on reducing their carbon right now?
1: Um, well, not only because it's obviously the the right thing to do, but I, I guess there is definitely a level of scrutiny now, uh, not only from a lot of uh, companies, but ultimately the end customer uh, of all things sustainable. To be fair, it's not just about uh, carbon reduction, but I think the the focus of uh, of the people uh, for the past few years has been uh, quite exponential when it comes to sustainability. Then you have, of course, you had the Paris Treaty that some people might be aware of, but most definitely for us in the UK, uh, COP26 happening last year in Glasgow has definitely put uh, carbon reduction on on the agenda.
0: That's great. So, where does climate change and sustainability or ESG sit within Foodbuy's own vision, strategy, and proposition to clients? And what are Foodbuy hoping to achieve themselves from this?
1: We're definitely industry leaders in food service. We've made a commitment to be net zero by 2030. And when I say we, I say Compass, UK, and Ireland. Uh, Where it is important for Foodbuy to support this, we Basically, food buy represents over 80% of the emission uh, uh, looking after the supply chain for, for Compass you can Ireland. So, of course, very, very high on the agenda. I think one of the statements of the importance is the fact that they've created a sustainability function within Foodbuy to specifically uh, look, uh, look after that. So, uh, very high for our clients, but almost, uh, I want to say, as important when it comes to our relationship with our suppliers and be the link very much within that whole uh, food system uh, on supporting this
0: what kind of challenges food by faced or compass faced so far on the journey to net zero is is data a specific issue for example
1: data is definitely an issue it's an issue for us to really gather uh, the right the appropriate data, it definitely is a challenge for our suppliers. And again, bearing in mind that we look after 80% of the emission for Compass and 80% will be that's COP3 that sits with our supply chain, getting the data from our supplier is, is also uh, challenging because it is challenging to our suppliers. So we, we, we know that Within the old food service industry currently, there is still an among us uh, work to be done on, on data. Data are on the LCAs, life cycle assessment, to get a bit of consistency, but also to start creating uh, those uh, those LCAs so they can be used appropriately.
0: That's great, thank you. And what have by learned from measuring their baseline and the process of setting targets?
1: What we've learned is... Um, Business is not is not on a straight line. So what we've learned is've we've, we've done our best line. Uh, on FY19, but our business has changed dramatically since. Uh, we, we've lost some uh, clients, we've gained some clients. Uh, we had also reported our uh, emission on spend, and, and there is quite a, a lot of work to be done now because of the inflation that we're facing for the past uh, 12 to 18 months. Um, we can see some very very positive um, uh, results and and definitely on the way we've engineered uh, our menus. So ultimately what we've learned is, and I don't mean to oversimplify, but definitely the less meat and dairy you purchase, uh, massive easy impact ultimately uh, when you start reporting your new set of, of results.
0: And what areas initiatives are you focusing on and why have you chosen those areas?
1: So going back to the meat, uh, absolutely an element of not only we need to purchase better meat uh, and but better meat, uh, I would say, uh, we're very good in Compass and food buy to already purchase uh, a vast majority of our meat from the, the UK. However, there is certainly practices and, and some work to be done with our uh, supplier. That's at purchasing uh, level. However, uh, as I just said, engineering of the menu is, is absolutely key. Uh, and, and moving to more plant-based protein uh, Uh, items is is definitely um, a focus for us. The second one will be around regenerative agriculture. We are really uh, locating the right amount of focus, I think, on on really purchasing that meat, but also the dairy, which is the second hotspot for us, the second highest uh, emitter of, of carbon. And, and lastly, the vegetable, all of those three big categories for us, big emission category uh, to come from regenerative uh,
0: practices. And have you worked with any sort of external partners on the process or learned anything from other businesses that you're looking to take into best practice?
1: We are using a third-party company to really walk us through this whole process around targeting uh, our uh, emission, submitting our SBTIs and, and so on. So absolutely, uh, we we realize that we need some expertise and are very much uh, using it when it comes to that very technicality uh, of uh, net zero, uh, again, uh, uh, or carbon analysis and, and reporting. Uh, we are also when it comes to regenerative agriculture, which as I said, is is a very important uh, focus for us. We are working together with the Solar Association Exchange, uh, which is built to very much have all the leaders of the food industry, food service around around, uh, a table and define what is regenerative agriculture. That is not yet a definition and we also need to be consistent we were talking about uh, value chain Chain. how do we engage with our farmers for better practices so uh, definitely a second uh, third party council that has been uh, that has proved to be very very helpful very useful
0: welcome back So Anne, can you share where Food Buy are on their journey right now and what kind of progress you've made so far?
1: So we've um, really announced Compass, when I say we again, Compass UK and Ireland has uh, really communicated last uh, March March 2021 the the roadmap to net uh, zero. Um, And again, reminding everybody that 80% will be sitting with uh, with the supply chain. So where are we at? We've we've made the number of uh, dens. First of all, what we've done is we completely and reviewed the way uh, we are purchasing and really having not just net zero, but again, the whole sustainability agenda at the forefront on, of how we uh, purchase all the way from uh, the, the RFI, request for inf- information for the ones that are familiar to a tendering process um, at that very beginning of engaging with a supplier, asking the right uh, questions. When it is to net zero, uh, trying to understand where the suppliers or prospectives Suppliers have already mapped uh, their emissions top 1, 2, and hopefully uh, 3. Are they aware of the SBTIs, uh, what are also Again, because we should not just be focusing on carbon emission. What are the, the other good examples of sustainability initiatives uh, they took? So, very much all the way, as I said, um, all the way up the tendering process. We then engage on non-commercial presentation with our suppliers to really start uh, getting more granular information on, on their own net zero uh, initiatives. Um, and, and wider again, sustainability strategy basically, um, and then sustainability is a high uh, high scoring uh, on how we would select recruit uh, our suppliers. So I would say this is the main thing that really Foodbank has done is, is reviewing, and that's that's quite a, a bit of a piece of work. But reviewing how we engage with supplier uh, incumbent, and as I said, doing doing a tender. And Then there is a number of uh, very positive uh, uh, things we've done in in terms of uh, raising the bar and raising the standard of some of the the products we we purchased. Um, So some some example there on how we raised the bar is uh, definitely uh, purchasing more Uh, local product working together with all of the six sectors uh, of Compass, to really understand seasonability and and locality when it comes to produce. Uh, Another uh, big element for us around biodiversity, we are removing for the people in the room aware of the MCS rating, which is very much a scale on how endangered some species are. Uh, we've removed number four and number five, which are very much red uh, on the list. So an important piece of work uh, from Food by and the whole of Compass to just really only purchase uh, fish that are going to be uh, renewed enough and sustainable enough. Uh, we've also uh, banned A freighted uh, product, which was which was quite complex on some lines, but ultimately we've managed to do that, and and, uh, we we can see quite uh, a positive impact. So there's many many other uh, initiatives uh, that uh, maybe on another in another time I'd be able to to go a bit more in detail.
0: That's brilliant. Thank you so much. That's so interesting to hear and it's really great to hear as well. Um, in terms of uh, supporting your clients, have you got any examples of when you successfully helped clients uh, reduce their emissions?
1: Well, I think that our clients directly benefit from all the work we do. So when we purchase better our fish, when we purchase better our tin tanner, when we purchase better Eggs by only moving to cage-free eggs, uh, our clients benefit from it because they're ultimately working with Foodby will benefit from having uh, those usually hard to find or costly premium products uh, at a, at a, at a better cost. Simply because they will benefit from working with us and and all the work we've done on on this product. So I, I think all the work that Foodby does is ultimately a direct impact to the client
0: absolutely that's great so my next question is if if a customer a client comes up to you and says they're looking to start their own journey towards net zero where would you recommend that they start
1: Well, they need to start looking at their their emissions. They need to start looking at their data. They need to to start looking basically at their purchasing mix and understanding what what it is that they purchase, how could they purchase it better. But it is quite important now to really uh, publish um, emissions. Uh, I would advise that it's done on volumes rather than spent, definitely. Uh, But it starts with just understanding what you purchase, from who, from where and then make a plan with that again i don't mean to oversimplify but um look at your fresh meat look at your dairy and and already the, the right level of scrutiny around those two uh, categories would already have a huge impact
0: that's brilliant that was my last question there so thank you so much for sharing some brilliant advice there and
1: you're welcome pleasure to be here
0: I really enjoyed hearing from Anne there. She has a huge amount of experience and Foodbuy have already made fantastic steps in their own journey to zero, which is brilliant to see. As a result, I'm hoping this conversation has helped to inspire you with your own journey. If you're keen to learn more, we have a huge amount of resources available, including more podcast episodes and our new ESG strategy. You can find links to all of this in our show notes. If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure you give us a follow on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on so you can be the first to hear our latest episodes. Thank you for listening and until next time, goodbye.